0: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast Straightforward, inspired by Guaranteed Straightforward Pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com/hypergig with details. The day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that honors the dead by sharing their stories with the living. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're reflecting on one of the most barbaric incidents of the Cold War, the day when a young man lost his life in a desperate bid for freedom while the eyes of a divided Germany watched in horror. As you might imagine, today's episode includes descriptions of human suffering and may be too upsetting for some listeners. The day was August 17th, 1962. 18-year-old Peter Fechter was gunned down by East German border guards while attempting to climb over the Berlin Wall. He was shot multiple times, but remained alive for nearly an hour lying at the base of the wall that separated East and West Berlin. The guards didn't apprehend Peter, nor did they offer him any medical assistance. Instead, they left him there to bleed to death, in plain view of the gathering crowds on both sides of the wall. The genesis of the Berlin Wall came shortly after the end of World War II, when the decision was made to split Germany into two separate countries. The Soviets took the eastern half, known as the German Democratic Republic, or GDR, and the United States, Britain, and France each took a piece of the western half, the Federal Republic of Germany. The city of Berlin was located entirely within Soviet borders, but since it was Germany's longtime capital and largest city, a compromise was reached, and it too was divided into an east and west. As time wore on, more and more citizens began fleeing the communist GDR in favor of the Federal Republic, where people were freer and wages were higher. By 1961, East Germany had lost so many young professionals that its economy was on the brink of collapse. To stop the bleeding, officials decided to erect a wall between the two halves of Berlin. In that way, the resulting wall was unlike the border fortifications of most other countries. Its primary function wasn't to keep invaders from getting in. It was to keep its own people from getting out. Construction on the Berlin Wall began on August 13, 1961, one year and four days before the murder of Peter Fechter. Plans for the wall were not made public ahead of time and no warning was given when East German soldiers began stringing barbed wire across the boundary line between East and West Berlin. A wall of concrete blocks took shape over the next few days. Then, in the months that followed, guard towers were added, along with machine guns, searchlights, trained dogs, barricades, and landmines. Eventually, more barbed wire was strung along hastily erected posts increasing the barrier to approximately 96 miles in length. When it was finished, the Berlin Wall snaked its way through the city and the surrounding countryside, sealing off the only exit from East Berlin for the next 28 years. To discourage escape attempts, East German authorities established a 30 to 150 meter wide stretch of land known as the Death Strip. It ran parallel with the length of the wall and was host to a variety of deadly deterrents, including buried mines, electrified fencing, and beds of nails nicknamed Stalin's Lawn. If those measures failed to stop a would-be defector, the guards and the watchtowers were ordered to shoot them on sight. Even with the odds stacked against them, the desire for freedom led thousands of East Berliners to try their luck in the death strip. On August 17, 1962, it was Peter Fester's turn. He and a fellow bricklayer named Helmut Kuhlbeich hid themselves in a carpenter's workshop near the wall. They waited for the guards to look away, and then they leapt from a second-story window right into the death strip. From there, they made a mad dash to the Berlin Wall as the guards took notice and immediately opened fire. Helmut managed to scale the six-and-a-half-foot barrier and crossed safely into West Berlin. His friend Peter wasn't so lucky. He was shot in the pelvis, but somehow managed to stand back up and run the rest of the way to the wall. As he started to climb, though, more shots rang out. Peter was hit in the back and the stomach, causing him to fall backwards off the wall, straight into the death strip. His clothes were soaked with blood, and he screamed for someone, anyone, to help him. Some people in West Berlin tried to throw him bandages, but he couldn't move to reach them. There were also West German police and U.S. soldiers stationed nearby, but they were forbidden to intervene on the East German side of the border. Finally, after an hour of watching a young man slowly die in the street, the East German border guards dragged Peter's lifeless body away. Hundreds of West Berliners remained at the wall for hours, and by evening, Their numbers had swelled to several thousand. They called for the wall to be torn down and shouted, murderers, at the three East Berlin guards who stood along the top. East German police eventually responded by throwing tear gas grenades from a window that overlooked the irate crowd. The West Berliners were forced to disperse, but they returned later to erect a wooden cross at the site. This was later replaced by a steel memorial, which still stands to this day. The inscription spells out the cause that Peter died for, the crime for which he was killed. It reads, He just wanted freedom. In 1997, eight years after the Berlin Wall finally fell, two of the East German guards who killed Peter Fescher were found guilty of manslaughter. They were each sentenced to a little over a year and a half in prison. But in the end, both sentences were commuted to mere probation. As for the third guard who fired on Peter, he had already died before the charges were brought. Peter Fechter was the 27th refugee killed while attempting to escape from East Berlin. Sadly, he was far from the last. While the true death toll still remains unknown, a German research group has confirmed that at least 138 people died attempting to cross the wall. Some estimates put the number much higher, at 254 people or more. Whatever their true number, may they all rest in peace. The story of Peter Feschter, and of so many others, is a reminder that the more walls we build to divide ourselves, the more like a prison our world becomes. So good riddance to the Berlin Wall, and to the killers who stood atop it, denying freedom to the desperate. The world is better off without them. I can't describe, really, the, my feelings. It's uh, something unreal for me. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them to me at at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner, girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.